the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Genesis is the foundation of the rest of the Bible. One commentator said, if you remove Genesis from the Bible, the Bible would be like a building without a ground floor or a bridge with no support. It's fundamental to understanding the rest of the Bible. And that's why we're studying the book of Genesis. That's why we need to study the book of Genesis and understand the book of Genesis so that ultimately we can fully understand why Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for our sins. When you're learning how to play a sport, you start with the fundamentals of the game. You develop the basic skills first. Well, today Pastor Dan explains that the book of Genesis is the foundation that the rest of the Bible is built on. He shares that you need to understand the truths in Genesis so that you can grasp what comes after it. The fundamental truths you find in Genesis will give you the basis to better comprehend who Jesus is and why he chose to go to the cross on a rescue mission. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. overwhelmed by Jesus. There's so many reasons to love him. One reason to love him is because of Genesis. I'm serious. That God tells us where we came from. And God lets us know that he created us in his image. He didn't have to tell us that. But he does. Because he wants you to know that, that your life is not just some random thing. He created you in His image for His purposes. He starts the book that way. By letting us know where, where everything came from and where we came from. Because He's got a plan. You know, he wants us to know where we came from so that we know who we are in Him. And then He tells us where we're going ultimately. Because He loves us. Just another reason to love Him. We're not wandering through this life aimlessly, meandering through life, you know, groping along, as it says in the book of Acts. It's pretty awesome. We're going to be in Genesis today, if you want to turn there in your Bible to Genesis chapter 1, should be easy to find. We're also going to look at Psalm 19 and Romans chapter 1. I'm just going to reference those. We're not actually going to turn to them together, but you might want to turn there on your own. We're in Genesis chapter 1, where we read in verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So I I want to do kind of another introduction for us into Genesis as we step into this book. The reason that we're, we're taking our time going into Genesis 
is because Genesis is really the most important book in the Bible. Uh, You may be surprised to hear me say that, but it really is the most important book. The reason Genesis is so important is because uh, it tells us the origin of all things. The origin of all things, and therefore the meaning and the purpose of all things. I don't know about you, I came to Christ as an adult, I was in my mid-twenties, and to come to Christ and to come to the Bible and to have God explain through his word what it's all about, what life is all about, and where we came from, and why we're here, and where we're going, all those things. It was just, it was just amazing. Genesis tells us the origin of everything, the origin of the universe, the origin of our planet Earth, the origin of life on earth, the origin of mankind. Where did we come from? Why are we here? How did we get here? Uh, the, the origin of gender, the origin of marriage, the origin of work, the origin of evil in the world, the origin of sin in the world, the origin of death. Genesis tells us why there's death in the world, why people die. That was a big question in my mind when I came to Christ. Questions about death. Genesis tells us the origin of different languages in the world. Why are there different languages? The origin of culture. The origin of government. The origin of nations. It tells us the origin of the nation of Israel. And the origin of the Hebrew people through whom the Messiah came. Genesis answers all the big burning questions so many of us have. Genesis is also important because every, listen, every core doctrine we believe has its beginning in Genesis. Again, you might be surprised to hear me say that. But every important doctrine can be traced back to the book of Genesis. The gospel of Jesus Christ really begins in Genesis. It doesn't begin with the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. The gospel begins with the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden. That's where it starts. That's that's where the story of redemption begins to unfold. Genesis is the foundation of. Of the rest of the Bible. One commentator said. If you remove Genesis from the Bible. The Bible would be like a building without a ground floor. Or a bridge with no support. It's fundamental to understanding. The rest of the Bible. And that's why we're studying the book of Genesis. That's why we need to study the book of Genesis. And understand the book of Genesis. So that ultimately we can fully understand. Why Jesus Christ came and died on the cross. For our sins. If you remember after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Jesus met with the two men on the road to Emmaus in Luke's gospel. And Jesus explained to those two how it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to die and be resurrected. And Jesus said to them, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And then it says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets Jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus started with Moses. He started with Genesis. 
He started with the book of Genesis and went all the way through the scriptures, which for them was the Old Testament. He started with Genesis. He goes through all of these, the scriptures explaining to those two disciples what the Bible says about himself. And so Genesis is about Jesus, really, ultimately. You know, I, I know in, in our minds, we, you know, we've got the New Testament, we've got the Old Testament, uh, the New Testament's about Jesus, the Old Testament's just a bunch of history about Israel, blah, blah, blah. No, it's all about Jesus, all of it. Uh, sometimes people mistakenly think, well, there's the God of the New Testament, that's Jesus, and then there's the God of the Old Testament. God of the New Testament, he's loving and kind and merciful and gracious. God of the Old Testament's a different God. He's kind of ticked off and in a bad mood and then that kind of thing. It's, just, it's the same. Jesus said to the religious leaders, you search the scriptures, speaking of the Old Testament, because in them you think you have life, but these are they that testify of me. All of the Bible testifies of Jesus, in particular, Genesis. And so as we study Genesis, we're going to look for Jesus in the text. We want to see Jesus in Genesis because it's, it has so much to say about Jesus. Now, let's talk about the authorship of Genesis. The author of Genesis is God. God wrote all of the Bible. And because the author is God, that means it's authoritative. Now, the human writer of Genesis is Moses. Moses is the human writer or the human author. Throughout the Old Testament, Moses is identified as the human author of the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch. Uh, or what is called the Torah, the law, the law of Moses, the first five books. That's declared throughout the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus believed Moses wrote Genesis. Uh, and if Jesus believed Moses wrote Genesis, that should settle it for us. Now, Genesis begins with God describing how he created the heavens and the earth. Genesis begins with God giving us an eyewitness account of creation. This isn't God's theory on the origin of everything. This isn't God giving us an educated guess on how all things began. God is giving us an eyewitness account of the creation of everything. God was the only one present at creation, so he is the only one qualified to give us an account of how everything began. No man was there, no scientist was there, no anthropologist was there to observe how the universe came into existence. Only God was there. Remember in the book of Job, Job was, was complaining about his circumstances and the way God was handling things in his life, and then God answered Job and confronted Job. And in Job 38, God said to Job, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. God said to Job, Job, I don't remember seeing you there when I created the earth. Job wasn't at creation and neither was anyone else. 
Only God was there. So only God knows how everything came into existence. God is the only authority on the origin of the universe. And in Genesis 1, God recounts to us how he created everything. Again, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I, and I, I promise we'll pick up the pace a little bit. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. But I want to spend some time on this verse because it's so profound, and it's very foundational. And there's so much packed into just this one little verse. I mean, this is how the Bible begins. This opening line of the Bible. The first sentence. To me, the first thing that stands out to us about this verse and the way that the Bible opens is that the Bible does not attempt to convince us of the existence of God. The Bible does not attempt to convince us of the existence of God. The Bible doesn't begin with giving us a bunch of reasons why we should believe there is a God or that God exists. The Bible begins instead by telling us God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible assumes you already know there is a God. It it assumes that. Now, now why is that? Why doesn't the Bible try to prove to us the existence of, of God? The reason is because creation around us testifies that there's a God. Creation proves it. Creation shows us that there is a God. In Psalm 19, you don't have to turn there if you don't want to, but Psalm 19, listen to what it says. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech, creation does. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, the words to the ends of the world. Psalm 19 says, creation declares the glory of God. Creation shows God's handiwork. You, you look at creation around us. You look at the beauty of creation. You, you look at the great uh, diversity and complexity in creation. You look at the order and the structure in creation. You look at the design in creation, and it testifies to the reality of God's existence. Anytime you have a design, there's a designer behind it. 
I mean, you, you look at a, any kind of machine, you look at a computer, any kind of machine and all the intricate parts that work together simultaneously in that machine, you know there was a designer. You know there was an engineer who engineered that and put all of those pieces and parts together in the right order and assembled them uh, together for that machine to work. That machine didn't come into existence on its own over a long period of time. Well, creation is significantly more complex than any machine that man has created. And when you look at the great complexity of creation, uh, for example, you, you look at the complexity in the human body, or you look at the complexity in the cell, just one cell, or you go the other direction. Instead of looking through a microscope, you look through a telescope. And you look at the order in our solar system. You look at the complexity in our solar system. It tells us there's a creator behind it all. Design means there is a designer every time. And you, you see that in creation. Again, Psalm 19 says creation displays God's handiwork. And day after day, creation speaks, it says in Psalm 19. Every day, creation speaks to us. And what does creation say? There is a God. There is a God. There is a God. There is a God who made all of this. And listen to what it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Listen to this. Romans 1, 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people. It says, who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, that's us, so that people are without excuse. Paul says in Romans chapter 1 that God's eternal power and divine nature are clearly seen and understood through creation around us. God, Paul says God has made it plain. He's made it plain to every person through creation. And for someone to deny the existence of God, Paul says they have to suppress the truth that has been revealed to them through creation. They have to suppress the truth that is clearly seen, Paul says, in creation. A person who rejects God as being the creator behind creation does not do it because of a lack of proof or a lack of evidence for the existence of God. They reject God for a different reason. They reject God because they don't want to submit to his authority. They don't want to obey him or live according to his rules. Why do you think, maybe you don't know this, but, but if you do, why do you think there's such a concerted ever effort among some people to discredit the book of Genesis. To undermine the first opening chapters of the book of Genesis. Because if Genesis is true, 
If God created the heavens and the earth and God created us in his image, that means we're accountable to God. And we have to answer to him. And so that you see this really in academia, this effort to just discredit everything that Genesis says and that it's not true. It's not history. It's not to be believed. That's not how the world came into existence. That's not how man came into existence. It's an authority issue. They, they, Paul, again, he says they've got to suppress the truth that is clearly seen, that's clearly revealed to them that God has made plain to say that there is no God, or that God didn't create all of this. You know, there's one leading evolutionary scientist today. He's probably the most famous evolutionary scientist in the world. And, and he, he says there's no way there's a God there's no way that Genesis is true. It's folklore. And when asked where he thinks life came from on the earth, he says that it's, it's highly possible that aliens from another planet came and brought life to this planet and seeded this planet with life. Genesis, there's no way Genesis is true. There's no way there's a God that created everything. But aliens, right? So some, listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to get a laugh out of that. I'm just saying, there's something more going on there. There's something more going on. If that's your conclusion, as a scientist, that aliens is a more reasonable explanation for how life began. Then in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, the Bible doesn't attempt to convince us of the existence of God because it's really not necessary. Creation does that for us, if we're honest. And so now verse 1 again, verse 1 shows us really several truths about God and several truths about our universe that we want to talk about today. First of all, verse 1 shows us that there is one God who is creator of all. One God who is creator of all. And you might think, well, that, that's pretty obvious. That's not very profound to say that. Understand that when Moses received Genesis from the Lord, that this was profound. Because at that time, people were worshipping all kinds of different idols and gods they created. Most of the gods that in the ancient world, if you think back to like a Greek mythology class that you took or something in college, uh, most of the gods that people worshipped at that time, they were uh, regional gods, they were tribal gods, they were tied to geography, they were usually created gods, they usually were part of nature or, or, uh, or represented in nature in some way. Uh, they weren't all powerful you know, you think about in the Bible, um, Baal, people worshipped Baal because they believed Baal would cause the rain to fall on your crops and make your crops grow. Uh, the Philistines who lived along the coast, along the Mediterranean Sea, they were fishermen. So they created a god named Dagon, who was the fish god, who would bless your catch, so you'd catch more fish. Uh, in Egypt, they worshipped the Nile River as a god because from the Nile River, they, they got food and water and sustenance from the Nile River. So they made the Nile River a god. They worshipped the sun because from the sun, they got light and warmth and that kind of thing. So up to this point, all the gods in the world are all tied to creation. They're all tied to geography. You know, there's the golden calf in the book of Exodus. Well, now, for the first time, the true and living God declares, no, there is one God, and He is the Creator of all. It's never been stated before in human history until Genesis 1-1.
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410 410- 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer request with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.